You're listening to The Shot Podcast Show. The Shot has brought together some of the most talented, undiscovered musical artists from across Canada to be introduced to the music industry. The Shot has discovered and supported artists that have gone on to gain more than 800,000 streams on Spotify, performances at Boots and Hearts, NXNE, and the Ottawa Blues Fest. Your host for The Shot Podcast is drummer, radio and TV personality, and resident judge on The Shot, Shane Christopher Neal. Yay for me. Good to be here. <laughs> uh, all right, on the line, it is, uh, I, I didn't know this, but your name is not Greg Ryder. It's Greg Ryder Farrell. Is that right? Yeah, that's, that's my full name. Yep. I kind of, I love it. I didn't know that until today. <laughs> uh, see what you learned. How you doing, man? Yeah, yeah. I'm doing pretty good, man. I, I, I decided the name was a little too long, so I just kind of cut off the, uh, the last name and it made it quick and painless. Well, over Greg Ryder is, is a great like stage name. Really cool. Um, welcome to the shop podcast. I think this is episode four. I think uh, <laughs> we're going to call it episode four regardless. And I appreciate you taking a few moments to chat with us. So, but before we get to the shot, um, if my understanding is correct, before you got into music, you were kind of like a sports guy. Yeah, definitely. I was kind of a more, yeah. Sports were kind of my life, obviously, and just growing up being a hockey player for, for many years. And, you know, my first being at a high school, coming out of high school, like, you know, music wasn't even on my radar at that point. Like, my dream was to actually be a sports broadcaster. And uh, that's where I thought kind of my life was leading. So that's why I went to college for uh, sports broadcasting. And, uh, yeah, went to college for that, thinking that I was going to be on TSN one day. And, be under the bright. I always, I always liked the bright lights. I always saw myself on some kind of stage with bright lights on me. I just didn't know, didn't know what I was doing on that stage. Well, you know, Chad Brownlee is, uh, he was drafted by the Vancouver Canucks eh, as a defenseman. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of, of country artists that have, I guess, d- dove into sports uh, early on. So, and it's funny too, because when you said about being a broadcaster in sports, that's what I wanted to do. Like I, I liked music, but I always started out wanting to be on Hockey Night in Canada. I wanted to be Dave Hodge, you know. I was always doing play-by-play, and then I got involved with hockey. So it's it's kind of funny how it all works out. And I too went to school for it. I'm doing it now on the music side of it, but uh, that, that's a that's cool that you were um, a sports guy. Something else I found out about you is that which I thought was so cool is th- this part about motivational speaking. You were actually wanting to be a motivational speaker like uh an Anthony Robbins and you, and you quoted you were quoted by uh, talking about Dale Carnegie stop worrying mm-hmm. and start living talk about that a little bit and kind of how that all happened because I know you got into an accident uh which kind of changed your your paradigm and, and where you were at yeah so definitely um you know I had a my life altering moment when I kind of just realized that you know my life was going to be way different and, and you know sports broadcasting was kind of my route and I was doing an internship in Toronto and um, I was working at this like kind of production office and pretty much what I was doing was selling ad spaces for commercials and I was learning about the industry and I was just trying to get experience and this internship came very lucky lucky after meeting uh, meeting one of the, the owners, like he was one of the executive producers. I met him at a bar in Muskoka and I was bartending up there and uh, I'm not the kind of guy that plans much, right? So two weeks before college started, we had to have an internship locked and loaded, signed and delivered in two weeks because I was leaving Muskoka and going back up to Niagara for, for my program. And I pretty much asked him, hey, uh, I need a job. I need an internship. And he goes, okay, come work for me. I'm like, done. So I went there and I just pretty much just 
wanted to get any kind of internship just to say that it just so I could pass the course and I could get my diploma. And so I went off to Toronto and I commuted there every single day. And I worked for uh, this guy and pretty much what he was doing was teaching me a little bit about commercials and production and, and stuff like that. Wasn't really in sports broadcasting, but uh, I was just running around, running coffee for people. And, and, and honestly, I didn't really enjoy it. Obviously, it was I wanted to do more. And uh, on my way home from that job, when I was about 21 years old, I got into a six-car crash on the 403. And, um, you know, I, I wrote my car off. My, my whole car was squished up to my windshield. And I just remember kind of being on the side of the road, kind of looking back on, like, the highway at my car and just kind of, like, realizing that that could have been a lot worse. Like, here I am walking away unharmed. Like, there's so many what-ifs that went through my head. Like, what if I was going faster? What if someone hit me? And all these started to play through my head. And uh, I just remember asking myself a question. And I just said, you know, if I died in that crash, how would people remember me? And I remember just, like, not liking my answer. And um, I just wasn't really – I felt like I really didn't find my purpose yet in life. And I felt like there was like, – I started to – I went to this very kind of dark hole, this, like, kind of – like, this deep hole depression. And I really tried to figure out what was my purpose. Like, what was I put on this earth to do and, and, and figure out – that and I felt like I really had to do a lot of soul searching um, and that's when I actually you know picked up my first book personal development and I started to kind of you know search for anything and at, at that point in my life I was like you know as a sports guy I was drinking every weekend I was uh, I would never you would never see me reading a personal development book like I thought that was the cheesiest and the most corniest stuff like you could ever could have imagined and I remember I was walking through a bookstore um, about like a week after this crash, about a week after this crash, I finally kind of mustered up the courage to, to get back to the internship. And I was in Indigo one day and I was just walking through like the aisles with this cup of coffee in my hand. And, um, I went to business books and I was just kind of, just, just kind of browsing. And I saw this book called stop worrying and start living. And I picked it up and I read the back of the cover and it was just like, you know, people that worry about their life can like literally just create like stomach ulcers and they can like really create depression in their life because they're so scared and worried about their life. So I picked up that book and I just started reading into it and I just started kind of falling in love with kind of self-help and, and trying to, you know, figure out my goal setting and my vision and, and just trying to really kind of define the life that I wanted to create. And, um, yeah, I just took off in this whole new kind of route through speaking and motivational speaking and, um, that's when kind of music started to come into my life. And, um, I was just always looking for outlets and, and music was one of my outlets to, to kind of get what I wanted to say across. I remember when the open auditions happened in Toronto and, uh, you were playing and I was, there was the balcony at the top there. Can't remember the name of the place, but anyway, and, and I remember listening to you at the time and I thought, holy shit, this guy's got talent. He's he's going to go far in this competition, and you did. Where did you finish in the shot? This was two years ago. Now you were runner up or top four. Okay, yeah. uh, and and I knew right away that, that you had a ton of talent and some great songwriting. So talk about why you decided to get involved and uh, register to be part of the shot. Yeah. So you know when I when, I, when the shot kind of came to be, like I. I was at kind of another crossroad, a kind of turning point in my life. Like I just actually, um, I just actually came home kind of suddenly from Nashville. Like, um, you know, for me and music has always been kind of just follow whatever my intuition, follow my heart. And like, by any means, I, I never thought I'd ever live in Nashville to do music, but I, I, I actually 
took a bartending job in the Cayman Islands when I was about 20, 26 years old. And I remember I just wanted to kind of see the world and travel and, and bartending was always something that I was good at and I loved it. I loved talking to, to, to people and uh, patrons and stuff like that because I'm just a personable guy that loves to talk to people. And uh, I took that job and that's when I met, uh, I met someone that really inspired me to kind of go try Nashville and just see if it's for me. So I went down to Nashville for 10 days and then I actually um, booked myself with a small show uh, off, off Broadway, like off the main, main drag. And um, I remember like walking home to my hotel that day and realizing, wait, did I just book like a show in Nashville for like, it was obviously not much money, but I said, okay, if I can book a show in three days in Nashville, like what could I do in, you know, a couple months? And I actually uh, canceled my trip back to the Cayman Islands where I was living at the time. And I stayed in Nashville for, you know, close to two years. So I, I came back to Canada when I was about maybe 20, about 28 years old. And my plan was not to stay here in Canada. I thought I was just going to come back for Christmas and uh, then head back to Nashville. Um, and I, my, the main reason I came home was actually to try out to be the lead singer of a Canadian country band called the Rivertown Saints. Um, they actually found me in Nashville through their management. And they came to a couple of my shows. And they asked me if I would, if I would like to come home to Canada to try out. So I came back to Canada to try out for this band. And then they, they couldn't make up their mind for about three months. Um, and it was very hard for them to you know, choose a singer. So I kind of came home thinking that, okay, I'm leaving soon. And then I, I, I ended up staying, you know, back in my hometown for about three to four months. And to be honest, I think I just got kind of safe and I got comfortable and I, and I kind of thought, you know what, maybe this is, I'm meant to be back in Canada right now. And I, I, maybe it's, it's time for me to really focus on my music in Canada and, and trying to build a Canadian fan base. So I've never really done music in Canada before because I started playing music and trying to brand myself as an artist, singer, songwriter when I was in Nashville. So I didn't really brand myself up here in Canada. So I was kind of looking for so many different things that could help me kind of, you know, guide me and, and mentor me in, in that kind of the Canadian market because I didn't spend much time and I just came across the shot website and um, decided to kind of put my, put my stuff in there and, you know, see if, see if I could get, you know, if I, I said to myself, you know, I, I don't know what the show is. I don't know what it's about, but like, if I can just meet one person that can help me in this, in my, in navigating my career, then um, that's what I want to take out of it. Um, tell me about the experience on the shot for you. Like, you know, there's a bunch of highs and lows and there's a lot of stuff in a short period of time. Right. So mm -hmm. did you, did you get what you wanted out of it? And tell me a little bit about how you felt about the entire experience. Yeah. So definitely, I think, uh, you know, going in with not much, you know, information or like kind of like expectation in that sense. Like I just kind of decided just to go down to Toronto and just kind of try it out. And like, I, I never really, I, I never, yeah, I never really put high expectations. I just kind of thought, Hey, let's just go for it and see where this happens. So, um, you know, my first day there was, uh, yeah, it was, you know, I met some cool people in line. I definitely, at first I didn't, I wasn't sure how much of an original showcase it was like my first impression of it was was this kind of like a karaoke sing-off like where people are going to be singing like you know you know cover songs and and that kind of stuff and um i didn't know how serious it was in the singer songer singer songwriter realm 
Um, but you know, after sitting down and, um, kind of like doing my performance and then just meeting, meeting a couple of really nice people and, uh, kind of hearing some of their music, I think it started to really kind of cut down, um, to more of the, the singer songwriters that actually had really great original music. And, um, you know, just some of the people I still talk to today and, um, you know, we just kind of stuck together and we stuck together and it was, uh, it was cool to meet some people that were doing it. And, um, I definitely got what I came there for. I, um, you know, I met people like yourself and, uh, you know, me and Jen, Jen Beavis, we still stay in contact. She's actually, um, she's been a really great help and a really great kind of mentor to me in um, a lot of things. And like, I'll call her from time to time if I have a new contract come across and like, I always ask her to kind of look it over and she helps guide me and stuff like that. So, um, you know, Jennifer Beavis was my mentor on the show. So for her to still stay in contact with me and, you know, still answer my phone calls and still talk to me, I think that's the biggest thing that I took away from it. And I, you know, she was the one, she was the one person that I met that I, I just wanted to meet one person that could help me. And I, and I took that away from it. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and Jen obviously is great and she's doing a great job this year too. Although I got to tell you, uh, you were part of the last uh, in-person uh, shot finale uh, so far anyway. We did last year virtual and this year, unfortunately, with the times and all that. But uh, so so the shot is over for you and you carry on and you travel. Now, remind me again what you did. You traveled to a number of schools right afterwards. Uh, talk about that. Yeah, so um, yeah, that was probably, uh, my timeline is so, I'm, I'm not even sure how much, how long after that was, but um, I guess it was, yeah, the school year. So September to about December. So probably just after, after the summer. Yeah. I think right? you that left shortly sense. afterwards, if I remember. Yeah. Yeah. So it was an opportunity that kind of came across and I just remember, um, you know, one of the, one of my, one of my goals, like going back and, and back into my motivational speaking days and, and, and that stuff of wanting to be a speaker and, and, um, you know, being such a very lost, lost guy and never really feeling like I, I never knew what I wanted to do. And, and I, always was just very confused about that. And it was very hard for me to find answers. And so I was always just kind of spraying around different industries and that kind of stuff. So I always said to myself, one day I want to travel across Canada. And I still, I still, you know, really am passionate about helping youth. And, um, you know, one of the things I always wanted to kind of tell high school kids and in, in youth, what no one told me when I was in high school. And, you know, it was things like, you know, you don't have to have all the answers. Like you don't have to have your whole life figured out. It's okay to like, you know, it's okay to be lost and, and try different interests and try different hobbies. Because if I never did that and if I never tried music, I never would have found music and I never would have, it never would have grabbed a hold of me like it has. Um, so I wanted to kind of do that and I wanted to, you know, see if I can get through to some high school kids and, and just kind of uh, take that. So like I was given an opportunity to yeah, drive across Canada with a Canadian charity called Live Different. And we visited over 85 schools and we reached about 30,000 students. And um, my mess was all, was all about hope and resiliency of just continuing to, um, you know, be lost and struggle for so many years. But just know that um, I'm never going to give up on my vision of being an entertainer. And you know, I want to inspire people and I want to show people what happens when you don't give up on your dreams and you just continue to work at it? And, um, it, it was in, it was in, obviously there was some very highs and very lows of that. And I think I went with a totally different mindset. I, I went to kind of push my music and to 
really, you know, get some more fans. But as soon as I got there, I realized that was such a deeper meaning that for why I was there. And I was there for the, for the one-on-one conversations that I had with some of the students that would, would come up to me and after, after like my show and we would just talk and like some of the stuff that these students, these students have been through so early in their life is heartbreaking. And for them to just confide in me and, and tell me some things, it was just, um, it was truly life, life empowering and inspiring. And if these guys can continue just to, to, to get up every day and go to school after what they've been through it, like it shows me that I, I don't have much to, I, I shouldn't have much to complain about because, you know, I've been, I've been given a very blessed life. So, um, it was amazing. It was amazing just to do it and to, to speak to these students and these youth and, um, you know, give back in a small way. And you continue to write new music. Now talk about is the song's called hockey dad. The last one you wrote. Mm-hmm. And was that, I mean, I saw a reference to Walter Gretzky and I don't know how much that played it part of this or if it did or not, but talk about that song. And you, I think posted, were you at the Humboldt arena? Not that long ago. Were you, what, 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 tell me that story. Yeah. So it actually started with uh, like my whole, everything has kind of been really um, flying lately because of that song, 16 sticks. And um, you know, that song, um, was written for the humble Broncos and, um, it was absolutely incredible. Just like the, the heartwarming that they just, uh, they, they welcomed me with open arms and, you know, that song really started to kind of gain some traction on TikTok in the beginning. And, um, and then it kind of came over to, uh, Spotify, but like it never really, it never really kind of hit a nerve in people until the music video was released. And once the music video came out, I think it, it took it to a whole new level. And, and once the video impact came out and, and we had flashbacks of the Broncos and stuff like that, I think that's when people started to realize the song. And, um, yeah, that's, that, that music video got over, um, you know, 200,000 views on YouTube and over 600,000 on Facebook. And it was shared over 5,000 times on Facebook. And, um, yeah, I was, I was, there was the charity, there was a fundraiser that was going on in Edmonton that was inspired by my song. It was a 66 fundraiser. Um, St. Albert is a small town um, just outside of Edmonton. They had four, um, four members of the humble Broncos actually uh, grew up there. So um, it was, it it hit this little small little town very hard. And um, I've, I met every single one of the families when I I was in St. Albert a couple weeks ago, I met, um, I met all the families that lost someone on that day and became very close with them and they absolutely welcomed me in. They gave me so many gifts. They gave me sweaters and a jersey and some hats and um, they welcomed me, part of the family. Um, one of the families got me on a sports net and I got to do a sit down with an interview with uh, Gene Principe, talk about the song. They played the song on national TV and then I got um, invited to come to the Humboldt Arena, and uh, I got to walk around the arena and, and sing 16 Sticks at the you know, center ice, which was, it was absolutely, like, it was crazy. It was just crazy to, to think that I'm here. I made it to Humboldt, and I had this very small vision of saying, imagine I sang this in Humboldt one day, and, I, and it, it came true. So it was just kind of running off that. And, um, you know, someone on my, my TikTok was actually when, when Walter passed away, um, they said, you know, you should continue your, your kind of hockey, hockey song and your hockey phase and, and, and kind of see if you can write a song for Walter Gretzky. 
And yeah, I was, I didn't really think much into it. I didn't really have any, any singles or anything planned at that time. Like I, I, I didn't really have a, a plan. So I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to try and see if I can write something. And, um, I ended up liking it. I ended up kind of like, you know, writing this song in a couple hours. And I was like, you know what, like this song's not going to be like a global, global success. It's not going to get, not going to hit, you know, the chords of a lot of Americans, but you know what, like, it's a song that's going to just hit the hearts of so many hockey players and so many communities across Canada where hockey is our life right. and it's our, it's our, it's our sport. So, um, I never really had much kind of, again, I didn't really think much of it. I'm like, I just want to put this song out and like, you know, I just want to hopefully, you know, help someone, help someone that maybe has lost their father or something and makes them think of them or, you know, and, and, and it was definitely inspired by the Walter Gretzky story. And, um, it was written from the eyes of Wayne Gretzky kind of waking up and getting up for a 6 a.m. practice and being with his dad. Um, so, yeah, that, we just put I put that song out last week and um, just been kind of doing its thing. See, I'm right on top of things. That was a week ago, and I'm already talking about it. Uh, have you had a chance to send it to Wayne, or do you think that there will be an opportunity for him to hear it? Yeah, so we're actually I'm actually going to be doing a music video coming out um, at the end of May, which I feel is, I feel like it's going to be kind of the same thing as 166. Cause I think a song like this, it's, it's, it's good to hear, but when you actually have a video component, I think it's just going to make people realize the song is, um, you know, what the song really truly means and what it stands for. And uh, I've actually been in touch with Ty Gretzky. Um, Ty Gretzky, I sent him a message and, um, and I just kind of said to him, like, Hey man, like I wrote a song for your grandpa and uh, I'd love for you to hear it when it comes out. And, you know, he shared, he shared the song and, uh, he really liked it. And, uh, I haven't asked him yet, but I'm, I'm eventually, once the video comes out, I'm, I just going to say to him, Hey, is there any chance like you can get this to Wayne? I'd love for him to hear it. Um, so yeah, eventually I'm just going to type a message and then ask him to get it off to him. All right. So what is next for you now that you have these two songs out and the video you're going to be doing, uh, any other new music coming? Yeah, man. So we got this, uh, Oh, like it's, it's been, it's been gaining some traction already. And it's like, we just, I just posted up on TikTok on Sunday night and, uh, I was sitting with one of my, one of my friends, you know, a couple weeks ago and, uh, we started this song called Northern Lights. And, um, I just said, I just said to her, I was like, we were sitting on the phone. I'm like, man, I just want to write this like Canadian party song. Cause like Canadians have been so, we've been so unlucky and so trapped and like, you know, we all just want to like get back to normal and have this just massive bush party and then get a big fire and like hang with our friends around a fire, maybe pump some music and have some beers and just forget about this. And I was like, I want to write that song. Like I want to write that break free song. So, um, we started writing a song called Northern Lights and, um, we, we wrote it, we had the verse and chorus about a month, a month ago, like kind of just sitting in that and every day I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I got to finish it. And we finally finished it last week and I posted up on, uh, I posted a demo of it on TikTok on Sunday night and we just passed 200,000 streams, 200,000 views on it in two days or something. And uh, people are like, when is this coming out? When is this like out? So like I'm, I'm actually laying down final vocals on it this week and uh, this Saturday. And uh, you know, um, I've already gotten in touch with them some um, um, interviews and some radio stations that want to kind of, um, they want they want me to perform it and do an interview on it before it's even out, which is, 
nuts. I've never had anyone ask me to do a performance of a song or an interview of a song before it even came out. So that's really exciting. And uh, we're set to kind of release the song hopefully by June 25th. And um, so, yeah, we still have like two months till it's released, but I think it's going to be a really great kind of summer song for Canada and just kind of a, a break free song. Well, let's hope we break free soon because this is ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, Man, I know know it's painful, but uh, we'll get through it. So people can reach you, I assume, on all the socials. Uh, You mentioned TikTok. I know you're on Instagram and Facebook. Do you have a a website? Yeah, I just have a gregrider.com. I just have like all my music up there and stuff like that. Obviously, uh, the tour date page is pretty empty right now. uh, (laughs) Yeah, I guess um, so. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, yeah, just kind of just. I'm, I'm very present on my Instagram, my TikTok, and my website just has kind of just all my music where they can find it. And, uh, yeah, I'm actually, I'm off to Alberta next week. I, uh, I booked a one way trip out to Alberta next week and, uh, I'm just going to kind of see what's out there for me. Um, obviously they're still in COVID too and they, they're still pretty shut down, but I just think that it's a, I, I, you know, a new beginning and a new start that I've been kind of uh, searching for. So, I'm um, going to go out there. It might be a short stay. It might be a long stay, but my plan is to kind of stay there for the summer and then, uh, you know, start start talking about trips back down to Nashville and, and starting to kind of uh, get kind of back into that space. So you can do all that stuff when you don't have a wife and kids, you see. <laughs> you right, can travel exactly. around and do what you got to do. Listen, I'm so glad you're doing well, man. And I said this right from the beginning that I thought you were super talented. And when we were on the show there, I mentioned that over and over um, you were definitely one of the best of that year. And like I said, I'm just, I'm glad you're doing well and I follow your stuff and you're doing all the right things. So congratulations on that. And, uh, you know, hopefully I can see you soon one day. Yeah, man, absolutely. I, I appreciate that. And I think, yeah, it's, it's, it's a hard, it's hard to be a musician in this time. And I think, you know, if, um, you know, if anyone, you know, musicians listening and stuff like that, it's just like, you know, it's, it's, it's tough for us right now, but we got to continue just to, um, you know, keep it and keep that end of the tunnel, that light at the end of the tunnel and just kind of staying optimistic and working on, working on the things that are, are going to improve us when it's finally time. And it's, you know, it's our songwriting and it's our learning how to produce music and stuff like that. I've, I've had to try and learn so many different skills during this pandemic just because, I can't play on a stage. So, um, yeah, it's been hard, but trying to keep busy and uh, I'm hoping it all pays off one day. Well, that's great advice because, you know, nothing lasts forever and this isn't going to either. So we are going to come out of it one day and it's all going to be, or your, your future after this is going to be determined on the, kind of what you've been doing during this pandemic. You know what I mean? So, uh, so again, so proud of you. Th- thanks for your time, man. Yeah, absolutely, Shane. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to The Shot Podcast. The Shot is allowing independent singer-songwriters to experience what it would be like to audition for a record label. Over the course of several months, artists will workshop, collaborate on, and perform original songs. The winner will receive the opportunity to be signed to a major management deal and the chance to perform on a premier stage at Canadian Music Week. Visit The Shot at musicexperiences.org. Know how it feels to stand on that blue line 
Wearing my jersey on a Friday night Family and friends press against the glass Holding their breath with every pass Band and brothers brought together by that crest From the first puck drop to the last playoff win But that all changed on a cold Saskatchewan night Around 5 p.m. on Highway 35 there will always be 16 sticks Land that center rise And picket sides Are frozen in time with the banners High under those rafter lines There will always be 16 dreams That get carried on By yellow and green Through every heartbreak loss In every hometown where Cause nothing will take away those times and those 16 sticks will live forever on nice 16 minutes at the end of the week and they were humble heroes you can see and believe and passion and faith laced up in those that brought the whole town alive with every red light Say there will always be a 16 sticks Laying at center rise and picking sides Frozen in time with the banners high Under those triumphs lies And there will always be 16 dreams that get carried on By yellow and green Through every heartbreak lost in every home Sixteen sticks will live forever on night